Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Welcome back to another episode of Salesy. I am so excited to introduce you to actually a podcasting expert. Her name is Isa, and she is the CEO of Isa Media. This is going to be a really good episode talking about podcasting and all of those things. So, so excited for y'all. Make sure to get your notebook out and check out her podcast. It will be linked below. I'm excited. Me too. I am so excited to have you on to talk about podcasting. I mean, I've honestly loved getting to know you and I already did your intro before you got on. So welcome to Salesy. My first question is why podcasting? Out of all the mediums you could pick, why podcasting? Oh, such a good question because it's probably one of the first questions I get in general, especially there's a huge debate between YouTube and podcasting. And I've tried so many, like I've, I'm on Instagram. That's my primary short form platform. I tried YouTube for a couple months and I found that it was so stressful to try to fit into the YouTube mold. And I found myself putting on this like air. It was very fake. I didn't love the way I felt being the person on camera. And so when I started podcasting instead, it just clicked. I was able to be just a normal human talking and enjoying myself and sharing vulnerably. And I've always done video, but especially if you don't do video in the beginning, you can be yourself because no one is actually watching you. And then that's on the personal side. On the podcast producer side, I find that it's one of the most versatile marketing platforms in terms of if you're really busy, you can batch them all in a weekend. If you're in an industry where it's really hard to get your clients on a discovery call, or uh, if you're referral-based and it's really hard for you to get those referral partners to talk to you, it's a lot easier to get them to talk to you on a podcast episode, which we can dive into all of that. It's just so much more versatile of a platform than anything else. And again, I've tried YouTube for long form. I've tried blogging. I've done TikTok and it's good, but it's still, you still don't own it. And there's just a lot there that um, we can dive into the specific ones if we want to do kind of like a compare and contrast, but podcasting lets you be yourself while also reaching your sales objectives. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And like touching on the fact that you can batch it in a weekend you like the conversations you have podcasting can mirror very much like a conversation you would have on the phone with like your mom or a friend or something like that, which I think sometimes YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok can miss the mark on it in that video format. And even sometimes on the written format, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done the gander of marketing being in the online space for three years. What are your favorite podcasts before we dive into, you know, podcasting and how someone can start one and what to think about and all those things? 
Yes. I listen to so many podcasts. I listen to probably like an average of five podcasts a day. So it's hard for me to whittle them down. Um, I love for non-business, if you just want something really pleasurable and like it's going to grip you is um, something was wrong. It's by Audio Chuck and it is true crime-esque, but no one gets murdered for the most part. And, um, it's all about like people who have been deceived or if they have been, um, in like kind of catfished, but a lot more intense because they're actually in relationships with the people. I'll put a trigger warning that it does discuss things like domestic violence and things in that area, but it's really good and really, really well produced. So non-business, that would be one, um, One that I love the formatting and I love the value that it gives is the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast. I love John Maxwell's books and his um, executive team for the uh, John Maxwell Leadership Group does a great job of like bringing in his lessons and then giving you something additional for like today. Um, I think it's a fantastic example of how you can podcast as a larger corporation that centers around one person. Um, And again, their value is really fantastic. And then, oh my gosh, who else? Um, I feel like if I ever need a pep talk, I will try to listen to Empower Her by Keisha Fitzgerald. That one's really good. Um, Those are my three for right now. Is, Is she? Yeah. She just moved to Denver. There you go. So a a nice connection. I love those three. I'm probably going to think of a couple more, so I'll just throw them in throughout the episode. Yeah. I love that you mentioned John Maxwell. Fun fact, when my partner was interviewing for his current job. So when we first met, he wasn't like, he was not on the personal development train. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like our big hook in our like first date as I was talking about all these books and stuff. Like I do, he started listening to the Maxwell podcast. And in his interview, they asked him, I forget what the question was, but it was something around leadership. And he had mentioned Don Maxwell. And when he got the job, they were like, yeah, this is like why we picked you out of every other candidate. And it's so crazy, like how something as simple as taking, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of your day, listening to a podcast and being able to like, you know, improve yourself. So you help entrepreneurs who have started podcasts and entrepreneurs who want to start podcasts, what would you think is the biggest barrier when it comes to podcasting and how do you kind of get people out of that barrier? I think people overthink it and overcomplicate it. So yes, we want to bring intentionality to podcasting because it's longer form and because it lives on the interwebs forever. But some people will try to overthink it by getting way too fancy with it. I have so many people saying, I have all of my podcasts planned out, but I don't have the perfect introduction, so I can't put it out. And I'm like, who cares? Just move on. Just put it out, and then later you can add an introduction. Um, There's a lot of people who will try to overcomplicate it by overscripting, and they have every single word they're going to say written out, and they try to follow it, and then you sound like a robot when you do that. And they maybe mess up a word and they start the whole thing over because then they overcomplicate the editing. And so that's such a huge barrier. Even for people who have been doing podcasting for a long time, they 
are just so hung up on it having to be perfect. And I think we compare our podcast to like the huge ones that have a studio behind them, like Dear Media or who may be our Spotify exclusives. And it's like, you don't need to start there, but you do need to just start. So don't overcomplicate. Don't overthink. Yeah. I love how you talk about, you know, the big ones like Spotify exclusive. I know when Call Her Daddy got picked up by Spotify, that was like a multi-million dollar deal that we had never seen in podcasting before. And I think it's so easy to forget that like, I'm pretty sure they started out in like Alex's closet. Like she was, she was editing the episodes for Barstool, like not making a ton of money. And it's remembering that like, you just have to start and also be consistent with it. Cause I saw yesterday when I was doing some research about podcasting, cause I was, you know, doing a little bit of prep because you were going to be on here. I saw one that most podcasts do not go beyond 10 episodes. And I saw like some ridiculous number. I want to say it was like 60 to 70%. Don't quote me on that, that most podcasts get dropped after the first year. And we were talking about it kind of pre-roll that consistency is that other piece what would you say to someone who maybe they have already started, but they've kind of dropped off and they need to be more consistent? What's kind of the advice you'd give around that? I think it's the same advice that you would get when you try to start a new workout routine, which is the first two weeks, three weeks, maybe even the first month of that workout routine, you are so excited and you're going and you're trying to go every day and you just like want to go, you push past the soreness, you post about it on Instagram, you are like hype and doing it. And then one day you get a call to go to happy hour instead of your class or instead of going to the gym. And you're like, I'm going to go tomorrow. And then that next day your friend got sick. And so you need to go bring her some soup. And so you missed that day. And suddenly that excitement from the first month of your workout class has gone away. It's the exact same thing and you have to anticipate the exact same thing for your podcast where you are going to be so excited to sit down and record or to ask your friends and your coaches and all of these people to be your guests and you're going to do that. But then client work is going to come and you're going to be busy and you're not going to want to edit it or the show notes. Everybody hates the show notes. And so you're going to put that off and then you're going to start phoning it in. And it's just life is going to get in the way the same way it's going to get in the way of your workout. And then you're just like, whoops, I stopped going. I stopped recording. I stopped editing. I stopped putting it out. And that's how that's how most podcasts don't get to 10. Um, That's how most podcasts quit after a year. And it's just it's funny because everybody says it's not going to happen to me. Everybody says, no, I have it planned out. I got it. I podcasting is going to be my thing. And consistently around episode five, they're like, oh, I, I missed it. I, I didn't do my timeline right or uh, the guest fell through. And so consistency comes by planning for life getting in the way because it will always get in the way. I feel like you just like lovingly called out my like SHIT around the podcasting because like it's so easy to batch episodes and be so excited and then be like hmm, life gets in the way I don't want to record a podcast I actually got a mini mic for my iPhone for other things and I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like dude I could literally record an episode from the mini mic so now I'm like I keep the little mini mic with me in case I get like a good little podcast thought and I'm like it could be total crap 
But like, at least I attempted to record an episode. I think something too that I would add there is like the Gary Vee vein of thought of, you know, shifting out of like creating and, you know, some people like outlines, some people like scripts. I personally don't. We also don't edit. Um, and I copy and paste my show notes. If you've ever noticed that works out great for me. But starting to document more of the conversations that you're having or the questions that people are asking has really helped me stay in like a flow. Like yesterday, I recorded four episodes of just stuff I got in the DMs. So that's something to add to that too. I think with you, uh, the other really cool thing about you is your podcast and building Issa Media and how you have kind of taken people behind the scenes of doing it. You know, if somebody wanted to kind of make their own like take me along adventure on a podcast, what advice would you have for them? Mm, I think don't start. Like I, I originally started doing daily. Um, and it was like every day around five or six o'clock, I would sit down and just talk for 10 minutes about like what was on top of my mind or a quote that I heard that day. And it was fantastic practice and just going out and doing it. Um, but the same thing I just mentioned with the whole consistency piece, two months after I was doing it every single day, life started getting in the way and the quality started to suffer because I was just like frantically getting it out rather than thinking about it. And so I would just say, again, kind of tame your, your excitement or make sure that you use that, those bursts of excitement record, and then know what's coming ahead, which is life getting in the way. And the the biggest thing is also know have boundaries. So I talk about this with all of my clients, whether it's for um, podcasting or more social media work. And the very first conversation we have is what boundaries will you put around this medium? And so I know the things that I do and do not talk about on my podcast. And even though my show is very personal and it's very like raw in terms of what's going on in my business, there are things that I know okay, that will never be aired or it'll only be aired if it's six months out. And if you don't know that right away, you could accidentally put something out that you really regret or that you just end up getting like that emotion hangover the next day or the oversharing hangover. Um, And so put boundaries in place and then know how to kind of work with your excitement and plan for what we were talking about before that consistency piece. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, Everybody knows at this point, experiencing a very public break off of my engagement was not the best boundary moment because I was so excited to bring people along on this relationship. But then when it ended, it was like, well, have those boundaries. And you can be, this is something you've said to me, you can be personable and you can share personal stuff, but it doesn't have to be intimate. Because remember, intimacy is that closeness you can, you know, keep things to yourself. It doesn't have to be on the internet and still be personal and personable, which I think is something that a lot of times when you're starting out, you get confused. Something I love about you and one of the podcast episodes that I listened to was you like to read just like I do. So what are some books that you would recommend to people? It doesn't have to be about podcasting, but maybe to like expand and grow and kind of think about things differently. Yeah, I actually recommend people don't read too many books about podcasting because they 
get very technical or it, it only contributes to that overcomplication and overthinking. Um, so I don't recommend books about podcasting to begin with. Um, I'm a big memoir person. I love a good memoir. Um, can I think of any in this very moment? No. Um, but the, the thing that, um, I'll, my brain is working to come up with titles, but the main thing is reading books, whether they're fiction, nonfiction, um, self-help or more, um, educational nonfiction. It's ultimately just bringing in new ideas so that you can communicate your ideas in a new way via your podcast. And that can look like, you know, I was quoting, um, one of the books I creative people must be stopped was really good. And I quoted that, um, on an episode and that one is all about like at six different levels, how we stop innovation for ourselves, for our companies, for, um, industries. And I loved that perspective and really got a lot out of that one. Um, I don't want to come off as like a John Maxwell Stan, but I am always, <laughs> yes. And I'm always going back to the 15 invaluable laws of growth. I have that on my desk right now. Um, and sometimes I will read a chapter and pull something from that to inspire me for an episode or the same chapter in a different moment in my life will hit completely differently. So, um, a lot of my episodes, I may not directly source it, but may be inspired by the 15 invaluable laws of growth. Um, I just picked up, I haven't started reading it, but I just picked up the um, Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I've read the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, and that's just so interesting to try to get to know people. Um, So pick up any of those. But even if it's fiction, that's totally valid as well, as long as you're adding new ways of telling your story or of communicating something to your audience. Because if you're just scrolling Instagram, we can tell like your language starts to get a little stale. All of us, we're all guilty of it. Oh yeah. I can tell when I've been on Instagram too long. If you guys like fiction and you're looking for something new and you're a member of Kindle Unlimited, there is a short story science fiction series called, I think it's just the future series. I don't read a ton of science fiction because my dad and brother do, and I never want to be in the same arena as my brother. I could do a whole episode about growing up as an Irish twin, um, I really love those because for me, one, it's really cool and interesting and it's nice to see storytelling, but they're very precise. They begin in the middle of something and then it's like a perfect close. So that for me is like, how can I, you know, I'm always thinking too, like, how can I utilize this? And it shows the power of like storytelling too. Um, I love that you mentioned memoirs. I recently read, I don't know if you've read it, Smoke Gets in Your Eye by, I think it's Caitlin Doherty. Her last name may be pronounced different. That's like my, you know, internal flaw. I can't pronounce last names. That one's more about death and like she works at a crematorium. But memoirs are really cool because they do a lot of storytelling, which I think that is a big piece in podcasting as well. Kind of to end on more of like a high note, what would you say for somebody who, you know, actually, what would you say for yourself a year ago about starting a podcast where you're at? What advice would you give? Hmm. Um, I don't think I would change the way I started it again, doing the daily. I think it was the practice I needed. Um, I think something now is just 
giving it a little bit more thought, like planning doesn't have to mean scripting. I think a lot of people, when I say plan your episodes, think I mean script them out or think I mean like make them really robotic. I really just mean like know what you're going to talk about going into it because sometimes we're just prone to tangents and we want to give as much depth and examples. And so if you can just plan those out beforehand, if you can put a bullet point to yourself that says like, talk about the one summer at camp that relates to this, you will at least jog your memory enough because I had so many episodes where as soon as I stopped recording, I said, oh my gosh, I finally remembered the example that would have been perfect for this. And the rest of the episode was so good. I didn't want to re-record it. So have that planned out, organize it. And then also something I've been talking a lot about is have a plan to repurpose because unlike other platforms, podcasting SEO and discoverability is still a bit limited. And so if you want to get your message out there via podcasting, you need to have the repurposing plan going from the beginning so that other people can find it. Because if you believe in what you're saying on your podcast, you want people to find it. And I wish I had had that more established. Now I do two to three clips per episode of, because I do video, their videos, or I'll do an audiogram or at least like a quote graphic. But I try not to let any episodes go by without repurposing something from it so that people know it's out there. I'm literally going to write that down on a sticky note, even though we talked about it pre-show, repurposed quote graphics, like get this stuff out there. I love having you on. I love talking to you in the DMs. Where can we find you? What's the best place to connect with you? And if somebody is maybe already having a podcast and they want to like repurpose it and work with someone like you, where do they find more information about that? Absolutely. Um, So very first place I love to point people to is my podcast, Building with Easy Media Inc. You can find that on all uh, your podcast platforms. The bonus is that on Spotify, there is video um, and you get to see also the evolution of video. There's some that look like I'm in a hostage situation and other ones that look you know, 4K, really nice camera. Um, so you can see that all of it is valid. And the other place you can find me is Instagram at Easy Media Inc., that one is where you're going to find me daily. We can talk, we can have more conversations about what your podcast can look like if you haven't started it, or if you have started it and just want to make it better. Um, I do have, if you haven't started your show yet, um, we can plan it out. Cause I know I just said a ton about planning it. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about editing it because I'll take care of editing, repurposing it. It's really off your hands as long as you're committed to showing up with meaningful topics. Um, but if you already have it and you just want to get it repurposed, you can also find information about that on my website, isamediainc.com. And that one's going to be more dependent on how many clips you want, but it's always so exciting to see people feed their Instagram with repurposed clips and how much easier their life becomes because their show is growing. They're happy about it. Their Instagram is growing. They're happy about it, but they had no extra work on their plate because it's all repurposed. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We've started repurposing from coaching calls and that like They don't perform as well as I would love them to in the Instagram space, but it does take that mental load off of like, what do I need to create today? 
And if you're already documenting a lot of stuff, you know, you don't have to have that repeat conversation that a lot of people feel like they're repeating themselves. Awesome. You, oh, sorry to cut you off. Um, I wanted to say like you brought up Gary Vee earlier. Um, and I think he's a fantastic example of like, he repurposes essentially his coaching calls into podcast episodes. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it, even if it's something longer like that. And I think all of it is super valid and very valuable. Yeah. And John Maxwell actually does that too, because the Maxwell method, a lot of people don't know is all the books that he writes, he builds a course behind it. And then he takes all that information from those courses and repurposes it into podcasts and videos. And then he also takes the audio of the book he's reading. It's repurposing. We could probably do a whole episode about like repurposing in the wild. Yes. Especially with John Maxwell. Yeah. We're, we're big fans. We don't want to sound like stands, but we're also big fans. We love it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Sales Eve.